Dialogue Over the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. And before we get into the interview, uh, there were some technical difficulties, as is expected with these things, unfortunately, because we we had originally started recording at, at the designated, designated time, except I wasn't recording because I was, you know, being the dunce that I am, I kind of forgot that uh, to... to press that record button which is a shame because uh the opening we originally thought we were recording was really really funny and it flowed a lot better and then when i looked at the the thing and it's like oh well, why is it not recording and then i realized oh oh boy it's not recording and i had to to you know embarrassingly say oh uh, can we stop uh we're not recording i forgot to press record on the thing and it's it was um it was embarrassing to say at least but uh you know christina was a massive professional and uh she put up with uh it was it was kind of weird it was uh it was a it's a kind of a surreal experience i wouldn't say uh, you know kind of a you know unfortunate experience but it is what it is and i apologize for if the start of the interview is a little shaky because like i said i you know forgot you know i forgot to press record record on the thing and I was like embarrassed and it just uh, it just goes everywhere but you know like I said Christina wonderful lady I am so thankful she decided to do this and uh, I am so thankful she gave us her time to um to be on the show and uh she was a lot of fun to talk to and I mean a lot of fun and as as you'll know, as you'll you know listen she has a lot of interesting stories to tell a lot of um you know gr- great um Great highlights and uh, great tips, I, I should say, towards the end about, uh, you know, becoming a voice actor and what it's really like to, to be a voice actor and whatnot. But anyway, just so you know, uh, the interview starts out really shaky, and I apologize for that, but technical difficulties. Also, uh, there's going to be some awkward editing towards the end of towards the end of the recording because we kind of got off off. You know, we kind of. I mean, as, as I mean, as fun as it was to uh, record this interview. Um, I have this problem of like sometimes going off, you know, topic of like, you know, keeping the flow of questions moving forward from one question to the other, which I know is kind of unprofessional, but uh, the last, in the last voice actor interview I had done before this one was uh, the Dave Fennoy interview, and that was, you know, 20, in 2013. So to give you an example, it's been, you know, quite a while since I've interviewed a, a big, uh, a big name voice actor on the show but i thought we i thought we did okay and uh, the reason I, I cut out some of the stuff towards the end is because i don't want people because knowing that because sadly with fandoms nowadays being you know because because sadly nowadays with with fandoms nowadays being a little shall we say toxic <laughs> you know if, if, you, if you don't want that term I, I don't know what other term to describe it to describe uh to describe them but with with all the stuff that's going on between fans and and creators now especially after the whole star wars thing um i thought it, it, you know i i really really wanted to to, to, there, I mean, the reason I did this in the first place was a because I wanted to at least say, oh, I interviewed one person from the Loud House on, on the show, and two to try to open up uh, a positive, you know, a positive uh, uh, line between the fans and you know some of the people who work on these shows. And I think this this really helps a lot because, like I said, and you'll hear me say this in in the, in the podcast as well. I do think that. Now more than ever, we need a strong sense of positive community, and uh, you know, if this, you know, maybe this podcast is the, the step in the right direction. Who knows? And uh, I, but I've wasted enough of your time. Um, let's just uh, get straight into the interview. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, hello, and welcome to a very special interview um, with a guest. I, I well, <laughs> I don't know. I, I um, you want to introduce yourself to the level people? Yes. I'm Christina Puccelli. I'm a voice actor, and right now I am Luann Loud on The Loud House. And uh, I, I am—I feel so embarrassed because we, we, we just, like, did the thing and it wasn't recording, and it's like, damn it. <laughs> you know how often I do that on auditions? A lot. I'm like, oh, I didn't hit record, and that was the mm. role. That was it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, again, uh, I'm so sorry. Oh, God damn it. Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, um, just, just going back to, um, let's just, let's just start over. Um, how did you, how did you get into voice acting? Uh, okay. So, um, 
I was involved in theater in high school and in college. Um, uh, people had told me that I should get into animation because I had a very high squeaky voice. Um, and I didn't know how to do any of that. And But I was, you know, in, in to acting in theater. And my mom had heard down in our hometown in Orange County that there was a woman who was doing voiceover classes. And my mom at the time was also interested. My mom had has a sweet, lovely, very smooth uh, voice, and she wanted to get into it as well. So we took the class together, um, and uh, we at the end of the class we cut a dem- we got a demo tape. Which you know, most classes nowadays you would never get a demo tape because you wouldn't be ready to market yourself to agents yet. But at the time, this is a long time ago, I got a tape at the end, and I sent it to the one agent in Orange County, and um, she represented me for a couple years, and, you know, I got one or two non-union jobs that paid, like, $100 or whatever, and they were radio spots, and that was cool, but um, it kind of fell to the wayside, um, and then in college, I ended up studying art history, um, and I have a degree in uh, Italian Renaissance art. And I decided after I graduated, I was like, you know what, this is something that I really want to pursue because I really enjoyed that. And I think that I have kind of a knack for this. So um, after I graduated, I took all kinds of voiceover workshops. Um, I took classes from Bob Bergen, uh, Louise Chamis, Mary Lynn Wisner, um, Ginny McSwain. Um, and I eventually cut a demo tape, um, which I didn't know, but was not very good. Um, cause I had Bob Bergen, who was my animation teacher at the time, take a listen to it and tell me what he thought. And he was like, you need to change this. You need to fix this. I don't like the music here, blah, 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 blah. So, um, I was upset. I started to cry and, um, he said, look, Christina, here's this, is my friend, his name is Bill Holmes. He works at compost production. He can help you. So I took my tape to Bill and, um, I spent some more money and some more time and, uh, we fixed it, and I sent it out, and within a week, I had an agent, and that agent is Arlene Thornton, and she took a chance on me because um, at the time, I was non-union. Um, I was brand new, um, and she said, okay, let's see what we can do, and uh, so, and I've been with her ever since, so and I'm that's glad, how I got and I'm glad she, And I'm glad she took a chance with you, otherwise we, oh. wouldn't, have, we wouldn't be here right now. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad as well, Abdullah. Um, so moving on to the next question, uh, what was the role that made you want to pursue voice acting as a full-time profession? You know, I don't think there was any particular role. Um, you know, I knew I could do babies and kids. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, I loved watching the little rascals. I loved cartoons. I loved, um, uh, the Wizard of Oz. I loved Young Frankenstein. I loved, you know, um, I don't know. I don't think there was anything in particular, but I just knew that I kind of had a knack for, you know, high pitched kids and, 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 uh, babies. Um, and I remember my grandma used to say to me, quit talking like a baby, quit talking like a baby. And, you know, I, if she was alive today, I'd be all like, grandma, I'm, I'm making a living talking like a baby now. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad I didn't heed her advice. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah, to, to 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 say, oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's yeah. like if she was alive, you're like, well, yeah, I I I get paid to make bad puns for a living. So what yes. do you think of me now, Grandma? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that squeaky little voice that you used to hate. It's it's uh it's my living now, Grandma. <laughs> And uh, moving on to a Metal Gear question, uh, looking back at Metal Gear Solid Four ten years from ten years later, how much impact do you think the role of Sonny had on on your career as a voice actor? You know, I think it has. As far as all the video games that I've been in, I think Metal Gear was the biggest. And um, at the time, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. Um, it's it's a pretty you know it, it huge franchise. It's huge, and I didn't know and. You know, one time I was at a, a little boutique in, here in Burbank, and um, I gave the guy my credit card, and he looks at my name, and he goes, I know you. You're Sunny. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it's pretty cool to see how big of a following Metal Gear has. Um, yeah, it's – it's, and I remember they, they shipped us the game, and I, I remember how in awe I was of how beautiful it was. I mean, the artwork and, and the detail, and, and it just it – w- it was so three-dimensional and so gorgeous. 
Um, and I kept wanting to get to my scene, but my boyfriend was playing and he kept dying. I'm like, dude, you've got to get better at this game so I can get to my character. <laughs> but luckily I was able to see it online, you know, the movie cutscenes. And that's the great thing about video games now is like you don't even have to play them. You can just watch the cutscenes on YouTube or someone else play them. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, he didn't have to get better at the game, although I don't think he really ever did. <laughs> And that, this was four. This was like considered like one of the easier ones because three, three would have been would have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'll have to tell him that. <laughs> oh, three is a lot harder. Three is a lot harder than four, but that's just me. Um, and and yeah, and 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 it's it's kind of interesting that you say that because um, when we were originally when I thought it was recording, we had talked about you recording your line separately. And I was just thinking to myself, like, how much of a difference does it make, like, when you record from, like, with with someone and and when you're recording on your own? Um, you know, it does make a difference. Um, you know, with the Loud House, we record pretty much together. Um, you know, I think it can fit now maybe seven mics. So, you know, you really feed off of each other's energy and you can really react to their lines. Um, you know, nowadays, um, I'm going to go back to auditioning, but now most auditions are done at home. So I have a computer and I have an interface and I have a microphone. Um, so you kind of have to provide that pre-life for yourself. Um, you, you've got to, you know, do these lines, they call it wild, um, without somebody else reading them. And so that really takes a lot of imagination. Um, but it, it does help having somebody, you know, the other actors there. And so with uh, Metal Gear, I did read with Quentin. I think that was for Metal Gear Rising. Yeah, Metal Gear uh, Rising Revengeance, which is the greatest <laughs> title ever for any video game. <laughs> and then I think for four, um, uh, four, I did read with uh, Jen Hale, and she's amazing. Amazing. Well, most people know her as, as, uh, as female Commander Shepard, but I'm like, you know, she's been around before that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but it does make a difference. It does. Um, it, 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 uh, there are some casting directors that will read the lines or vocal directors that will read the line in, in front of yours and then you can pop in, but others don't. Um, so you can't really count on that. Um, so a lot of it's in your imagination. So. And uh, moving on to the to, to going back to the Loud House. So, um, how did you get the role of Luna, uh, Luann? You know, I, I, I keep getting them mixed up. I don't you know, know why. Everybody does. Everybody does. They all start with L, and they're pretty much almost all four letters. Um, yeah, I get Luann and Luna get mixed up the most um, because it's just two two letters that are you know exchanged. And they um, both start with L U. So there you yes, go. Yes. Yes. Um, so um, I was called in to Nickelodeon, and it was almost kind of like a general audition, but not really. They said, we want to hear your girl voices, and we want to hear them anywhere from a baby all the way up to teenager, um, you know, toddlers and everything in between. And so I had just written down, like, one little line with various ages, um, and so and there was a whole group of women that were there with a sign-in sheet, and so we go in separately and we do our thing, and then they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to have you go back into the waiting area, and then we're going to um, tell you what parts we want you to read for. So then they gave us a script, um, and so they had me read for, um, I think, Lucy and Luann, um, and I think for the twins, um, but I ended up getting Luann, and um, it was a short at the time, so it was part of their shorts program. Um, and then like maybe a year later, we found out it got picked up to pilot. So that means now it's a, it's a full episode, but it's still not a series yet. And then after we did the pilot and it fin it got picked up to series. So, and, um, but and which one was, which one was the pilot? Because they unfortunately aired the, the episodes out of, out of order. Yeah. Um, so the very first one had to do with the bathroom, and it was a short. You might be able to see it online. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the Nickelodeon YouTube channel. Yes, so that was the very first one. That was the short. Um, the pilot, well, it might, the, I have something, Left in the Dark was one of the first ones. I don't know if that was the pilot for the series or the pilot that got us picked up. 
But I feel like, I don't know what was the pilot that we, you know, shot to the network to say, hey, get us a series. I don't remember what, what which one that was. Because uh, the first episode I remember that got released was uh, A Tale of Two Tables and The Sweetest, the Sweet Spot. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, it, so it was it was kind of weird because then I looked at, at the production numbers and, and they were like, oh, they're airing them out of order. And I hate that when, when networks do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, too, because they kind of switch stuff around all the time. And, you know, with the last rollout of new episodes, I mean, they they postponed them. They, you know, it, yeah. Um, but that that comes out of New York. We don't really know anything about the programming, like when the premieres are going to come out. And sometimes the fans find out before I do. And I'm like, oh, cool. OK, so a new episode is coming out, you know, on the 20th. So then I'll make sure that I post, you know, be sure to watch, you know. Please watch. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and that was it. You just, you just got the role and, and that was it. You just, you know, went, went from there, right? Yes. He had, t- he had told me at the time that one of the reasons I got Luann is because of my laugh and because I was vulnerable. And I thought, <laughs> and what does that funny. mean? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, I mean, like she wants to, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe she wants people to laugh or get her jokes or, you know, that there, there might've been like a sadness. Deep, because, deep in there. because her character is really interesting because she's the, obviously the middle child and she's the annoying sibling. Like yes. every episode would have her, do like a pun and and laugh and say get it and then all the other characters would groan and i and i can't tell you how much i love that <laughs> it, well and it's fun too because you know it, to me luann just wants to make people laugh she wants to bring joy and i can relate to that you know i'm the person you know that brings the games to the party i'm the person that brings you know the wine to the party i'm like i just want to make people have a good time and smile and and you know Sometimes things get pretty heavy, and I think it's important to see the levity in life, you know, and to not take things too seriously. I mean, you know, sure, take things seriously when they should, but, you know, sometimes we get so down on ourselves, and, and I just think sometimes it's it's important just to look around and be grateful and, and have a laugh, you know? And that's what I, what I love about the show is that it, it's, it, it's nothing, it doesn't pretend like it's, it's something bigger than it actually is. And, and I, and I, and I like that because it's, it's a slice of life show that knows it's a slice of life show. It knows it's corny. It knows it's cheesy, but you know what? It's proud of it itself. It's like, yeah, we know we're cheesy. We know we're not as deep or as thought provoking as those other series, but you know what? We're fine with that. Well, and two, I do think that it, it has kind of struck a chord with a lot of the fans in that it's a really sweet show. It has a lot of heart. You know, I, I, you know, the family, they might fight there, you know, it, it, but they all come together in the end and they're all there to support each other. And, and you know, that's what's important. You know, it, it, it's it, it's not crazy zany like a lot of animation and it's not some of the really low key where it's just like, hey, pass me this, pass me that, you know, whatever. But I mean, it's just got, it's got a lot of heart and it's very sweet. And I, you know, growing up, we had the Brady Bunch and I don't think that kids ever, kids nowadays don't have anything like that. But I feel like to me, the Loud House is kind of like the Brady Bunch for this generation. You know, it's, it's something that you can tune into and and relate to. And, and with all the different sisters and all the different personalities in Lincoln and, and, you know, and even the parents in, you know, since now we can see their faces and they're playing bigger roles in a lot of these episodes, we're really like three dimensional characters. And, and, and it's really kind of fun to see how people are developing, how these characters are developing and how the writers, especially with the, with the case of Lori, because when you look back at season one, Lori, she was pretty antagonistic and kind of, you know, not a fun person to be around, but then you know the the she other was a bossy bully sister, and yeah. But then the I think they realized, yeah, this is um, this ain't gonna sell well, so change her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think what it, they're writing is like it, they're expanding the universe, so we're seeing more of the Loud House, but we're also seeing other dimensions of each character. So we're not we're not flat, you know. We've you know, Luann might go a little crazy on, on, on April Fool's, but and she might tell corny jokes, but deep down, she's got a good heart, and, and it's all well-meaning, you know, and, and she loves her family, and they love her, and, and, you know, it might get irritating, she might get annoying, but, you know, that's who she is. And um, my next question is, what, what, what what's it like working on an animated series with a large female-centric cast of characters? You know, it's 
it's pretty darn cool. It's pretty darn cool because most of the time the sisters read together. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll be in there with um, Lincoln, but um, and then we have to watch our language because there's a teacher and you know. So when the young kids come in, we have to be good. We have to be on our best behavior. <laughs> hey kids, um, want to see a dead body? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 pretty cool to see. You know, a lot of these women have been working in the industry for years and they're, you know, very well established and really just amazing human beings. And um, and it, we've really kind of grown close. You know, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, Jess got married. Jess had a baby. Um, you know, Grace had two babies since the show. I mean, you know, it's like we, you know, people bre- break up, get into relationships. So it's kind of like we're all kind of growing together and and. and we're a pretty tight knit group and I feel pretty fortunate that, you know, there's not one, one person that sticks out that we're like, you know, we, we all pretty much care and love each other. So I pretty, I feel pretty fortunate. And that's kind of great because not a lot of show, you know, because a lot of shows, especially back in the day, uh, voice actors would record their lines separately. So there was no, there, there wasn't really that sense of community. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm glad we, you know, we got that nowadays because I think we need a community now a strong community now more than ever considering all the stuff that's going on in the world right now oh absolutely absolutely you know and and we're all very supportive of each other i mean you know um the the voiceover world i mean they are some of the smartest funniest people i've ever met and i just i you know i consider it an honor to be able to work alongside these people um they're they're pretty phenomenal and and the amount of talent is amazing you know um, i don't remember i don't know if we got it in this recording or not about um, how many people we auditioned against. Yeah. Yeah. You, that- uh, yeah you should, you want that because we didn't, you want to yeah. go back, go back, go back yeah. to that. Yeah. So, okay. So I have a setup at my house and most voice actors have set setups at their house as well um, with a computer and a microphone and an interface and our agents send us the auditions and we record it and then we send it off to our agent and they send it off. And so, you know, we're basically up against sometimes three to 500 people. And we don't even know if we get listened to, you know, you, you hope that you get listened to, you might only get listened to, you know, maybe four seconds of it, or they might scrub to the middle of it, you know, cause they hear the same audition over and over and over again. So it's like, you're up against the entire town and, you know, and these people are amazing. It is, you know, this is a tough industry. I mean, it, I'm not, I don't want to dissuade anybody from getting into it, but um, you're up against some tough, tough competition. And, you know, I, I knew, I knew a while ago that about a year and a half after I landed my agent, I ended up at a callback and I was sitting next to Nancy Cartwright and, and just, you know, just a year earlier or a year and a half earlier before I had gotten my agent, I was at a convention and I was fangirling over here and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Nancy Cartwright, can I get a picture with you? And I still have that picture. And, for you know, for a year and a half later, I'm sitting on a couch next to her at a callback for the same part. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is I, you know, I've made it. I mean, even though I didn't get the part, I'm sitting next to Nancy Cartwright. I'm where I should be. This is this is amazing. This is this is pretty darn cool. So I felt like a winner, even though I didn't get the part <laughs> to be sitting amongst you know really kind of superstars in this industry. So especially considering, considering, you know, how big the Simpsons is and how and how much that changed animation as as we know it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's the longest running, you know, it's and it's still a hit. It's still doing really well. And 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 it just like spawn. It's it's the only show I think I can say without a doubt the humor is timeless. And I think it's impossible to really meet someone nowadays who cannot quote a classic Simpsons episode. I don't think that's that's possible to meet someone who doesn't know what the Simpsons is and can't quote a classic Simpsons episode because that's how much it's engulfed in our culture. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and they're still relevant today. You know the the episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and going, moving on to my next question, uh, what was your reaction to the polarizing reception Luann's character received in the April Fool's trilogy of episodes? Oh, you know, I, it was funny. I, you know, I didn't expect that the kids would have such a strong reaction. Um, you know, I, 
I know she goes crazy on April Fools and like she's just she's got this laser focus and that's all she wants to do is pull pranks and you know uh, but you know the kids were like she's being really mean they didn't like it um, you know and I think also uh, Luann a lot of in a lot of the episodes all she does is tell jokes she pops pipes in here and tells a joke pipes in here and tells a joke so I think to the the writer's credit you know in the last two seasons she's gotten some of her own episodes where she's actually able to show a little bit more of herself where she's not one dimensional and she's not just the joke teller there's something you know there's something behind all that um you know and it's almost kind of like a coping mechanism you know or you know she just wants to bring people joy she just wants to make people laugh that's what she kind of feeds on um but yeah, it was interesting to see the kids. Uh, yeah, some kids do not. Uh, some people don't like uh, the April Fool's episodes at all because they think that her, her pranks are kind of mean. But uh, I, I know, like it, them. I thought they were interesting because because I like any episode where the writers like do something different and go into a direction you're not expecting them to go in to go in. Yes, yes. Well, and it's funny too because my mom used to play jokes on my dad for for April Fool's. She would call him at work and she'd start crying and say, "Honey, I broke my arm," and he's like, "Okay, I'm coming." And he hangs up the phone and she really quickly calls him back, "April Fool's." <laughs> and I'm thinking, wow, that's really interesting because that's kind of a family dynamic in my family so it's it's interesting that luann is a, a prankster and i and i just love the fact that she has her own like <laughs> you know chair and 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 like stroking the cat james bond style <laughs> oh it's great oh it's great and when she's walking up the stairs with the clicking on the um the railing on the stairway warriors come out to play <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i am always so amazed at like when I watch an episode, you know, you read the script and your imagination is painting the picture and you're, you're in there and you record. But then, you know, a year later when you see the episode, you're like, wow, there's so much I didn't, you know, there's so many things that contribute to an episode that you can't even imagine, um, you know, the music and the props and, you know, the backgrounds and, you know, just the whole tone of the show. I mean, every time I watch an episode, I'm like, wow, I didn't see that before. So there's so there's I, I'm really in awe that it really takes a village to make animation. And and it's really cool to see the final product. And I'm especially shocked at how smooth the, the animation is and how fluid it is sometimes. Because I didn't expect like the show to have as, as smooth and fluid animation as it did. And, 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 and I think that just adds to its charm. Yes, yes. And I think it's it's kind of, um, you know, sometimes it has, like, the sweet music that's very Charlie Brown-esque, and then it's got, like, kind of 90s, you know, Blink-182 kind of music going on, and, you know, I mean, it's it's got a little bit of everything. It's it's a little nostalgic. It's, um, yeah. And I, yeah. Do, and I do love the fact that in some episodes they actually use some of the stock music that they used for always, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, do they really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they did. There are some episodes that actually do use the same stock music that they use on that show. And I'm like, wow, how did they get away with that? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, I'm sure, you know, they have to pass all the, you know, the product and development or whatever, copyright royalties and stuff like that. And, and that's another thing that, that, that that's uh, kind of a pain is that, you know, people don't realize that sometimes media doesn't um, get released on home 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 uh, home video because of uh, music licenses. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. like if it's, I think um, the Beavis and Butthead DVDs like omitted all the um, all the uh, all the riffing on the music videos because they didn't, you know, they didn't pay the royalties for any of those songs or music videos. Oh wow! You didn't know so this. It was it was okay to air, but then when it came to, to yeah. releasing it on video, they didn't have the rights. Yeah, they didn't, they couldn't pay the, those artists their royalties, their royalty fees. Oh, that's interesting. So. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. We have our own. Well, uh, we have some musical episodes where we have composers. They, like they did the the theme song to the Loud House, and and um, they're just amazing. They, uh, yeah, we have some. We have a fun musical one coming up. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Juicy information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and um, what was it like playing the antagonist in, in the April Fool's episodes? How was that a different experience from like regular Luann? Um, I got to go a little bit crazy, you know, like it, off kilter and just, you know, psycho. They're like, we want this laugh to be really psycho. We want, you know, uh, 
you know, she just, this, this is, you know, so you have to give yourself permission to just go off the rails, you know, it's in, and it's kind of fun. It's fun. You know, and I think we kind of, we kind of saw that side to her when in, in the underwear episode where they were like, I bet you couldn't do, you know, tell jokes. And then when she breaks, it's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) Her crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that episode so much because I also love um uh, uh Lola, her makeup just kills me. I love that episode just cuz she's just like she can't see a mirror, you know, she can't look at herself and her makeup just looks awful. I love it. And and I love the and I love the logic behind the fact that uh, Luna's like, "Oh, you can't, you know, you can't talk with this with a with a with a British accent." And she's like, "I'll, I'll just talk with a Swedish accent." Not my regular voice. I'm just going to talk with a Swedish accent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love that kind of logic because it's like, it's it's funny, it's absurdist, and it makes sense. It fits the character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's the coolest. Nika is the coolest, man. Oh, God. She yeah. Is, I'm a huge fan of hers, and we honestly don't deserve anyone as cool as her, to be quite honest. Yeah, she's super cool. Um, I love and adore her. Um, yeah, she's, she plays poker. She makes, she, she wins a lot of poker tournaments and stuff. She's amazing. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Um, and what are your favorite puns and jokes that you did on the show as Luann? Oh gosh. Cause there are a lot. <laughs> there are, um, there's, there's one that where I do a run and I think it has to do with, oh, with, um, Sharon Demone, um, where the dad says that there's money, there's money hidden somewhere. And I think there's a run that I do where it's talking about like the beef, the cheddar, the bread, everything had to do with money, the, you know, lettuce. I don't know. That was a funny one. Um, But I I look up jokes all the time, you know, for the show. Um, You know, um, you know, the jokes and puns will be written in there. But, um, you know, sometimes we'll get to do a little walla in between. Um, you know, so we'll have the sisters fighting or, you know, Lincoln walks in and the sisters are in the midst of doing whatever they do. You know, Lori's on the phone, you know, Luna's playing a song on her guitar and Luann's making a joke or whatever. And so, you know, I'll come up with jokes that might fit the episode or, you know, but sometimes they all get mushed together. So you never hear anything, but, um, I'm always on the kid joke websites. You know, I, I, <laughs> I love bad dad jokes. They just make me laugh. And when I was younger, I was like, these are stupid. But now I just, I love them. <laughs> the, you know, the worse they are, the better, the more I laugh. Yeah, especially it's kind of, it comes easier because you're, you're, you know, working with moms and, and moms make a lot of mom jokes. And if you say you don't, you are a liar. <laughs> <laughs> dad's jokes too dad's yes jokes. I love that. yeah it's like, yeah and and how much of those uh puns or uh, jokes puns are, are, were improvised or was it all scripted so so most of them are written in um you know there was one time where um chris had said to me he's like remember that joke you used to tell about the birthdays and i was like oh yeah um let's see what did the bald man say when he got a comb for his birthday i'll never part with it <laughs> get it so he's like yeah say that one say that one so you know every once in a while so it's funny because i'll tell jokes in between takes but some of them are dirty so i can't tell them here but um you know i i like to tell a joke oh, there's one joke um uh why don't blind people skydive why because <laughs> it scares the dog <laughs> get it get it <laughs> i'm a lot like luann you and, and you must get like a, every time you go to a public event now you must get a lot of people saying can you do the laugh can you say get it <laughs> um you know I haven't done any conventions so and that's um, what disappoints me I'm like oh, why why don't you get her you know we want Christina you, we want Christina <laughs> oh and it would be a fantastic panel if you had all of the loud sisters in Lincoln you know I mean like there that would be a great panel so you know maybe it'll happen. It'll happen someday. Because I, I got yeah. jealous that uh, my friend Tom, who usually does the show with me, got to meet uh, Jessica at a convention last year. And I'm like, oh, you lucky dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so fantastic. I just adore her. You know, it's funny because um, sometimes you audition for things and you go to the callbacks and, and you you end up not booking the job. But then you wonder who booked the job. And then you hear it or you see it, you know, a year later on TV. 
And I remember I had a callback for um, Maggie, the part of Maggie, um, that Disney show. Uh, buzz on, um, the buzz on Maggie. Yes, 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 yes. And um, I had a callback for Maggie and for Pupert, and um, I didn't get it. But then when I heard and I saw the animation and I saw, I heard Jess, I was like, oh, she's amazing. I'm like, no wonder she got this. You know, sometimes you, you hear it and you're like, oh, really? That's who they went with? Like, sometimes they'll go with a celebrity or somebody that I'm like, really? That's what they wanted? You know, but and sometimes it makes no sense. Um, but sometimes you're like, wow, that, that, I can see why they cast that person. Like, even I had a, a callback for Bubblegum Princess on um, Adventure Time. And then when I hear, um, who is it? That does it. Uh, she hey, Hayden. 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 Hmm. Um, so fantastic. And I'm like, yes, that's who should have got the part. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, we're pretty supportive in, in this industry. I think, you know, sometimes I, I go in to read something. I'm like, you know who would do really well on this? If they want somebody with gravel would be Nika or Jessica or, you know, I, I, I just see it in my head. And I'm like, oh, they need to call in so-and-so for this part. Um but for the most part, we're, we're, we're the women in town are pretty supportive of each other. You know, it's highly competitive, but you know, um, there's, the people are pretty cool. And if all else fails, you can just hire, hire Tara Strong to do everything. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, like you know, there's her and Gray. There's no one like them. You know, they're fantastic. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, she does a lot of boys. I do boys too. I do. I I was in a show um, on Fox that only had seven episodes, um, but it was with Jonah Hill, and I played his little best friend. Um, Patrick. Which, which, you, which is the same voice as Luann, ironically enough. Of who? Uh, same, same voice uh, as, as Luann. Like, it sounds the same, Patrick and Luann. Oh, you, think, you think it sounds a little the same? He's a little yeah. bit younger. He's like, hi, I'm Patrick. Want to have lunch with us? So he's a little more, he's a little more innocent, a little, yeah. But, you know, it's coming out of, it's coming out of me, so it's my instrument. So, uh, yeah, there'll be similarities for sure. I just, I just think it's kind of weird going back on that show and, and listening to that and like, oh yeah, she was on, on, on Alan Gregory. That's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That oh. was, that was a thrill. Um, moving on to, I think one of my, a question I really wanted to ask was, um, had Poets Anxiety is considered one of the greatest episodes of the, of the entire series. What was it like recording that episode and how much impact did, did it have on you? You know, that that episode, I actually cried when I read the script um, because it's such a sweet, lovely script. And um, I'm the baby of five, and I have brothers and sisters who are all very supportive of me. And, you know, we all have our own thing. My sister's an engineer, and she used to take ballet, and she was a ballerina, whatever. But, you know... It's important to have the support of your family and, you know, and we all have dreams and it's like, and we all want to help each other. And, you know, it, it was very sweet, you know, and, and I felt the heartbreak of Luann because, you know, being an actor, you feel rejection or you feel other people making their dreams come true while you're waiting on the sidelines. So I could relate to that. Um, but it, it's, it's a really sweet episode and I, I, I loved working with Jess and, um, yeah, I think it showed a whole nother side to Luann and, you know, I, you know, there is this comedy tragedy kind of thing with her and, um, I, I, it's, they're painting her a, a much more three dimensional and, and I just, uh, the the last scene it it's still it, it's very sweet i love to watch it where where uh, lucy is reciting the poem up there on stage to her sister yeah and and i think especially i think that hit hard for me as well because i was it it aired during a time in, where i was going through a lot of personal stuff and just seeing something so sweet and innocent like that and heartwarming it's just like wow <laughs> you know? yeah 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 it's it's you know, sometimes, especially with everything that's going on in the world today, it's 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 hard not to get weighed down. Every day you wake up and you're like, okay, what's happening now? You know, so it, you know, as it's important to be uh, to realize the beauty and the joy in the world, and that there is goodness, and there are good people, and there are people who care, and um, you know, that's that's what we need more of in this world. And, um, yeah, and if, if, if that episode touched people, I'm very glad because it, it touched me as well. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Abdullah. And, and what's interesting is that unlike other episodes, it's mostly just you and Jess doing most of the dialogue. And yes. I think that is just so interesting that only to tell, you know, an 11 minute story 
and have it be consistent and and heartwarming and and sad all, at all the at you know all all with just two people. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show you like how how underrated voice acting is a as a, is is as a profession because you know I don't think I've ever heard uh, a more convincing performance from like live action stuff nowadays because like you look at live action stuff nowadays and it's like yeah i can tell this is like heavily scripted and all this actor isn't giving it their all and all this actor looks bored but with voice acting you can tell how much emotion someone's putting in or with just their voice and i think that's amazing yes and a lot of people have trouble you know when they're moving like a lot of celebrities are doing voiceover now and it's it, you know, it, 90% of it is acting, um, so, you know, they're actors, but it does take a special skill, and it's a lot different than being on camera, because being on camera, it'll pick up one little look, you know, but a microphone does not, so you have to convey that over a microphone, so it's it, it takes a different skill, and um, but it is definitely acting, because it's still got to be truthful, you know, um, and it, it's it's got to tell a story and, and evoke emotion and um you know it, it's still got to be real especially Even with like- especially with a character of lucy who has who always has like a monotone voice at all times despite whatever emotion she's showing yes yes so it's it's the, the the flatter the better and you know what's interesting when um here's a little tidbit okay when we first did the pilot or the short and then the pilot um, there was no Lisa in any of those episodes. So Lisa was brought on later. And when Lisa was brought on, they were like, we want her flat, we want her boring, we want her all monotone. But it was interesting because both her and Lucy both had the same kind of direction. But now Lisa's been able to go off a little bit more and get more animated and, and has a, a wider range of emotions. So, and which I think plays well. You know, let 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 a Lucy be the deadpan one because she's the goth. You know, sigh. <laughs> I love when she says gasp. <laughs> everybody else, you know, we go around the room and everybody's like, <gasps> you know, and we all do our gasp, and then it comes to her and she's like, gasp. <laughs> and what's amazing? What's amazing is that Jessica can record like both her lines as as Lynn and Lucy in in you know separate uh, in one take. Yes. Yes. Which yes. is amazing. Yes, a lot. Of, um, that's a special skill. A lot of voice actors do that. Like, and I have a, I have a, a episode coming up where it's mostly me and Mr. Coconuts, and like we're having conversations back and forth. And so, you know, that takes it's a, t- a special skill to be able to move from one character to another. But you know, that's how you know when you're really ready. I mean, if you can switch characters while you're reading the newspaper and do it in character, you know, I mean, you, you, you got to know that these characters inside and out, you've got to be able to breathe like them. You've got to be able to laugh like them. You've got to be able to sigh like them. I mean, it's, it's not just a funny voice. It's, you've got to paint a well-rounded picture and, and have them down. Because, you know, you should never do a voice that you can't reproduce for 26 episodes. You know, you should never do anything that hurts. Um, you know, you, you've got to be consistent and it, you've got to have it down pat. Because, you know, if you get booked the lead on a show and you get in the booth and you can't reproduce what you did in that audition, you're in trouble. And it, some people are going to be a little bit mad. <laughs> um, moving on to... Sorry, we got sidetracked. <laughs> sorry. Oh, okay. Um are you shocked at how much of an impact the Loud House has had on people? I'm thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled. You know, I see, um, I try to interact with the, the, the fans on Twitter and um, on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page. Um, I have my personal Facebook page, but then I also have a, a professional one. But but more of the, the fans are on Twitter and, and Instagram. But I love communicating with them, and I love hearing their responses to the episodes and you know when kids like i'm worried because the kids are fighting and brawling the family and i'm like don't worry we'll all come together we'll figure it out you know you know fight we'll all fight but you know we'll we'll all figure it out and everything will be okay because we love each other and we support each other even though we have differences even though we're aggravated and frustrated and mad but you know we let those emotions go and we come back together and we're still a strong unit and I um I I really think this show is important. I you know I uh it's I'm so glad that it's resonating with the fans. 
especially um I, I told you this before we were recording it but i said like i'm I'm someone who suffers from you know depression and i and i can't tell you how much this show has gotten me through the tough times in my life especially this year when i went through so much personal ang- anguish uh-huh. and and i just like watching this show i don't know what it is but it, it, it you know when i watch it 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 just I feel like my cares and troubles just don't matter anymore. Like you know, I can escape for twenty two minutes and just watch something well comfy, as they say. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, and it's not one of those manic um, animated shows where it's just like crazy music and crazy action and screaming and yelling. It's actually very sweet, and you know, it has its loud bits. Even though it's called the Loud House, it has its loud bits, but. It's it's very sweet and it's got a lot of heart and you know and I love to hear that I love that it's bringing people like comfort and 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 you know it, how fantastic is that that you're you know part of a show that that is is bringing people calm and and enjoyment you know and I and I and I and I think most people are wondering well why why did you get Christina to to to, to come on to come on the show and I said because and I think it's because one uh, Luann is one of my favorite characters and two. I can't tell you how 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 many times I've come home from from like a bad day at work feeling just completely rotten and drained and and then when I watch the show and 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 the Luann joke comes in it brightens my day so much. Oh, oh good. Oh, I love to hear that. Good. I, I think one of my one of my favorite recent uh, puns was when in the tripped episode where you know they use the where they use Lucy's uh, grave shaped um, suitcase to to plug in the hole in in in, in the van. And she's like, uh-huh. "Well, it looks like we're we're in grave danger, or something like that." And he's like, <laughs> "And then everyone's in the car, and he's like, and she's like, well, don't set me up for a joke if you don't want to hear it, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and I love when I get to. Sometimes I'm like, "Come on, that was funny," you know. I try to drag it out of them, even though they all groan. Um, and moving on to my next question is, what what are some of your favorite pieces of Loud House fan media, be it fan art or theories or whatever? You know, um, I love the art. I love when kids, you know, I, um, when April Fools fell on Easter this year, and then for my birthday, a lot of the kids and the fans drew pictures and sent them to me, and those those really mean a lot to me. I, I have a, a folder on my computer, and I, I put them all in there, and I put the try to put the artist name, so I, I make sure I give anybody credit. But it's really sweet and heartwarming, and and it it just. It makes me very happy. It, it brings a smile to my face. And, and um, yeah, I think the pictures. I haven't really read a lot of the fan fiction. I really don't have a lot of time. But, um, yeah, I, I, it, that's pretty cool, too. I love to see that, that people have ideas and that we're actually, you know, spurring people's imagination to be able to tell their own stories, you know. I, I just love the theory when the rabbit episode aired. I just love the theory, the theory someone came up with where it's like, well, Everyone knows the rabbit universe is the real universe, and when Lincoln got clogged in the head in that episode, he woke up from his dream, which was the Loud House. Yes, yes. Well, and that's interesting because the you know when Chris Savino really first pitched the show, they were rabbits, and there were twenty five. Yep, that was the pitch. Yeah, and so they said, you know what? No, make them human, and so he followed their advice, and um, then then we got the Loud House. So I'm glad he followed their advice. And that's one of the few cases where, like, you know, meddling from the executives kind of helped the show more than hurt it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they don't know what they're doing, but um, yeah, that 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 time I think definitely helped it. And moving think- on, and moving on to um, probably one of the most controversial questions I'm going to ask on this show. But if I didn't, a lot of people are going to get mad either way. But damned if you do, damned if you don't. How do you personally feel about the Luwagi ship? Oh. Um- I found it interesting. Oh, you're going to hear my cat in the background. I, it's interesting because I never saw that. I didn't even think about that. when, Even after we recorded the show and then a year later I watch it, I never even thought about that. And then to see people pair them together, I thought it was cute. I, um, But it's interesting because that was in the first season. And then in the second season, we have Ellis for Love, which is the Luna episode where that's the love note. And it she puts it in a little girl's locker. And it's like... So it, it's interesting that the fans had a head heads up on kind of a, a, a relationship that might have been by or, or, you know, but, but it wasn't me. It was my other sister. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting nowadays. I, I, it's a different time than when I grew up and, and 
I think it's fantastic. I think that kids are open and supportive in, and you know, um, it's, it's, it's different. I, I don't think I, I'm glad that people are not, you know, I mean, it still goes on, but it, uh, are not chastised or, or made fun of, or feel that they can't be themselves or, you know, even if they have a relationship with a, you know, a, they're gay or trans or bi or whatever. I think, you know, and, and the fact that Clyde has two dads, you know, is, is controversial. You know, I think, I don't know, a million moms, um, you know, said, you know, they don't want families to watch our show because of that. And, you know, and even probably because of that episode, the L is for love. But, you know, I, I, you know, that's a fact of life. There are people who, are, you know, are gay and have two dad or have two dads or two moms or whatever. And it's like, it doesn't mean that those two dads don't love their child and don't send them off to a sleepover with their humidifier and their allergy pills and whatever, you know, I mean, like there's, we're all doing the best we can. And, and, you know, I think it's important to include all parts of society. And, you know, it, you know, I, I, I think that the loud house is, is kind of groundbreaking in that way. I know that there are a few other shows that, that have gay characters as well, or, or are pushing the envelope, but yeah, I think I think it's important for people to see representation, you know, minorities, whatever. I, I just I and I think that Loud House has done it in a very uh, great way in that there's no fanfare over it. It just is what it is. And it's lovely. And I think that's how you should do it. You don't make a big deal out of it. You don't, you know, create a whole controversy around it. You're just like, well, you know, that's who they are and we move on. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm really proud of our show and, uh, yeah, we were nominated for a couple glad awards. So yeah, I'm really proud of our show that we're inclusive that way. I, I just, I just thought I would ask that question because it was, you know, interesting. <laughs> that was a part of Luann's character I found interesting. Well, you know, it's so funny too, and Kari Walgren plays that part and I adore Kari. She's, um, yeah, she's, she's very cool. Yeah. And she's, she was and, great. She's a great starfire as well. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Oh, no, I love Kari. I mean, you know, there are just so many remarkable women in this industry. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a big love fest. You know, you got one, one or two, you know, that, are, you know, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, for the most part, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, women, uh, do you have any funny Loud House cast in, in, or crew stories? Oh, um. um well okay so you know we've had a couple of lincolns um because their voices change um and one of our first lincolns was grant and he is such a phenomenal actor and um on his last day um we all signed an orange polo shirt for him and i made him a little a little clay figure of, of lincoln and um we, I knew that, you know, that he's a fantastic actor and, you know, as, as a man or as a teenager, he's going to go on and get, you know, roles, um, that are suited towards him. He's not going to be a kid anymore, but I came out and I'm like, Oh, now you're going to get man parts. And everybody just stopped and looked at me and I started to let, you know, like, Oh man parts. Oh, that's not what I meant. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh everybody knew what i meant but it was still funny um <laughs> you know because their voice changes so that's that's the uh the beauty of hiring well women to do boys voices that you don't have to worry about that but there's something very charming in hi- hiring real kids it, you know they there's something very sweet and lovely and and charming about real children's performances um, that, you know, as much as we try, it's, it's very hard to capture. Um, but so, yeah, so, but their voices do change. So, and if it's a hit show that goes on and on and on, you know, you are going to have to find somebody else to do that role eventually. So, yeah, because, uh, Lincoln has gone through what, three or four voice actors now? As, Something as a... like that. Yeah. Cause there was the shorts and then the pilot. So those were two different ones and Grant. So yeah, we've gone through and we've gone through, um, uh, now we've had two Clydes. Um, yeah. So we're on our second Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great thing about, uh, you know, being an adult is like, you don't have to worry about hitting puberty and then getting replaced. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And the thing with voiceovers as well. I mean, I know that sometimes, you know, even though little girls voices don't change, sometimes an added, there's an attitude that kind of changed. There's no longer like an in- innocence or a wonderment. And sometimes they have to recast little girl roles as well. If they get too old and they no longer have that, excuse me, that kind of sound. Um, that, that happens as well. I think that happened on Doc McStuffins. 
you know, if they get they age out of the role. Oh yeah, so, that that happens. Yeah. Well, well, any show that uses child voice actors uh, has to deal with that, and it sucks, but that's that's life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, if you could get if you could voice any existing character from any established franchise, who would it be and why? Oh goodness, I don't know. I don't. They're they're you know. Oh wow! You know, I um, I don't. You know, I, I love Tweety Bird. I love uh, Miss Piggy. But you know, I I I wouldn't. You know, I love them as they are. You know, I do my own kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I love I love Lucy. I love you know. But I mean, like in an animated show, I don't know. Um, you know, there are things that I wish that I would have gotten that I didn't get. But you know, it's sometimes then, like I said, I listen to the actor and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. They should have got that part. Yeah. Because you recently got the role of Catwoman on DC Superhero Girls. Oh, and... yeah, that was very cool. Yes. Yes. I loved that. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it's interesting to see all the different incarnations, you know, because this was DC Superhero Girls where they go to high school. So it's kind of a younger Catwoman. And she wasn't as they weren't really villains either. Um, you know, it's before it's kind of pre-villain. But you see a little bit of that in there, you know, you know, with her and her cat uh, Roz and stealing jewels and, you know, but they're not they're still kind of part of the good guys. But you see little inklings. Yeah. And, and how is that for, you know, going from... Now, how's that? How's that experience for you? Like going from you know playing Luann to oh, I'm playing Catwoman, one of the you know most iconic you know an incar well an, an incarnation of Catwoman, but still Catwoman nonetheless. Yes, yes, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool to be able to come home to my boyfriend. And I'm like, hey, I just booked Catwoman, and he's like, oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and and now you can actually and it's kind of interesting because uh, Loud House actually has I think now you can say has three Catwoman as part of the main main cast. You're right. Uh, Gray and Mika as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And then in DC Superhero Girls, I mean, there's I think four of us that are in DC Superhero Girls because um, Gray is Wonder Woman, Mika is Hawk Girl, and um, uh, Jess is. Star Sapphire, Star Sapphire, yeah. It, it's it's so interesting. Like that's that's what that's what makes it so interesting is that you know you're never really like stop working with with these people. It's 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 kind of interesting because like other other jobs you're like oh I just get to see these people you know once or twice or whatever, but then you know you you work on them. We work with the with, with the voice with voiceover. I mean, you work with 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 the same talented people over and over again, which I think is a blessing. Yes. yes. Well, and in DC Superhero Girls, we didn't get to read with anybody, so you know we're in there alone. And the vocal director would give us the line before, and then we would read our line. Um, so I never got to see Nika, and but I would see them in the sign-up sheet, and I would write them a little note. I'm like, hi, you know. So it's kind of fun to see, see your sisters. <laughs> but we didn't we didn't get to work on that together. But it's cool to see the final the final product with all of us in it. P.S. You owe me five bucks. <laughs> I owe you five bucks. No, I mean like that's that's a joke. You write you write something. It's like hey, P.S. Um, you know i do there there are things that i like i'd love to voice more old ladies um fun kooky characters you know and and i get to spread my wings a little bit in the loud house you know there was um there was shop girl or something just recently where i got to play an old lady um and i do teenage boys i do a lot of boy voices but um you know i um i really love to spread my wings a little bit more as far as the kooky old ladies, you know, yeah. Um, like, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to do something, but I don't know. Um, she's like, oh, I have a hot date tonight with two men, Ben and Jerry. <laughs> oh, if I could only find my teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I just, I love old lady. I love, ooh, I love to be an old woman, you know. Abdullah, what do you look like? <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty, and your little yeah. dog, too. <laughs> you, my pretty, and your little dog, Toto, too. <laughs> yeah. That movie creeped me out as a kid, by the way. Oh, it scared me, too. And you know what else scared me? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I, the fact I... Sucked up the chocolate tube, I cried. Yeah. Wizard of Oz scared me. Those flying monkeys scared the heck out of me. <laughs> what part scared you? Uh, well, what media? What what, what movie? Oh, so, oh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz, uh, the flying monkeys, and just like yeah. the... So- 
the flying monkeys and the tin man because there was just oh. something so surreal about his face <laughs> like uncanny oh. valley <laughs> Yeah, Ray Bolger, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Is Ray Bolger was the Scarecrow? Maybe he was a Scarecrow. I, I don't remember. He's but a there, I don't know. But there's, like, you, you watch that movie as, as a kid, it's like, oh, you're just scared by the witch or, or the or the flying monkeys. But you watch it as an adult, and you're like, wow, this this feels like a bad acid trip. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny is if you watch a lot of, the like, the Croft Superstars stuff, like um, Puff, um, H.R. Puff and stuff, and, and some of that stuff is really freaky. And I'm like, oh, man, as a kid, I, I would have been, you know. But, but then there's something very charming about it now as an adult. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I can't believe I watched this as a kid, you know. If you've ever watched any of those, you know, like Sigmund and the Sea Monster or – um, what was it? Oh, the land of the lost and, um, HR puff and stuff and the, the bugaloos. Those are some really trippy shows. Oh, I watched Teletubbies as a kid. I remember that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because I, I didn't grow up. I, I, I grew I was born in, you... I was born in nine, 1990. Yeah. So mo- most of that stuff is like way old, but I, but I'm familiar you're, with it. Yeah, you're a youngin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm gonna be like 28 at at the end of this month, and and already I can I'm already like getting like gray hair, so I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pluck them! Don't pluck them! Yeah. And and finally, uh, what what advice would you want would you would you give to inspire aspiring voice actors? Um, I want to say you know this this isn't an easy business to get into. It's a very tough nut to crack. It's hard to get in. And even when you think that you've made it, um, you know, it's still project to project. So, you know, I still audition, you know, even the biggest, like, you know, Gray and Tara, they still audition, you know, and they'll be hired directly. Some, sometimes I'm sure that happens a lot for them. And, and that's happened to me as well. Like just call in Christina, we have her, you know, do some Scooby-Doo or whatever. Um, but you know, we all audition and we're all up against, you know, 500 people. And a lot of it is a numbers game and it's, it's a hard industry. And, you know, but I know from personal experience that if you keep at it and if you're committed and you don't lose the joy, you don't become burnout, you, you know, you, you, um, you don't lose the, you still find joy and love and something new in every audition or every part that you play. And you approach it with an openness and and an imagination and creativity. And, you know, if you continue and you're committed, you can make it. And, you know, I'm, I'm proof of that because it took me a long time to be able to quit my day job. And I count my blessings and I knock on wood and, and, you know, and, uh, I pinch myself and I keep going and I keep trying and, you know, it is project to project and, and, um, I, I feel pretty fortunate. So, you know, if, if this is what you want to do, um, it's not a cheap industry also, you know, you're going to have to, to shell out some money for classes for, you know, in improv is important. Acting classes are important. You know, there's, there's a lot of people that come and they say, Oh, I've been told I should do voiceovers cause I have this great voice or I have, you know, they have these dreamy voices or whatever, but it's like, if you don't know how to pick up a piece of paper and make that character come to life, or if you don't know how to pick up a, a um, some copy and it's a commercial copy and you don't know what you're selling, the who, what, where, when, why. And I mean, 90% of it's acting, only 10% of it is voice, you know? Um, so y- you've got to have both. And so taking acting classes, taking improv classes, taking voiceover classes and, you know, um, you know, you're going to have to shell out money for a good demo. And, um, I'm proof of that, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you want to be competitive and you want to show, what you can do. And, and, um, it, it takes work. It takes work and commitment. And, and I'm living proof that you can make it and keep at it. Keep at it. That's what I have to say. And that's, what's so great about, about your story is that you did, you started out, you, you know, you didn't hit it big until like you were at the age you are now. And mm-hmm. I was, and I was like shocked. I'm like, wow, she's, she's that old. And she's just, <laughs> and she's just like breaking out now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and i do kids you know it's like it's funny because i don't get hired to do my own voice like i could you know i technically should be you know a mom i could be but you know i get hired for boys and and babies and you know teenagers um 
but I'll take it. I'll take every bit of it, you know, and don't stop learning. I love, I love to watch new things. I listen to everyone. I imitate people like, you know, and, and imitate people, you know, you know, that's where a lot of characters come from. Sometimes impressions, you know, you'll do an impression of something and it might be terrible, but you might find a new character from that. You know, it, it, it might be a terrible impression and nobody has to know who that original impression was. Uh, if you, you know, a new character spawned from that, that's terrific. You know, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm currently taking singing classes. I've never taken singing classes and, and I'm having a ball, you know, I was very nervous and scared, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you're, I've, I've done theater, you know, I act, I'm in front of people all the time, but you know, singing is a different kind of vulnerability and, and, you know, singing character is one thing, but singing as myself is, is a little bit naked and, and, and scary. And, um, I, I'm doing it and I'm thrilled. So yeah, don't ever stop learning. Listen to everything. Just, you know, take it all in. Be a sponge, you know? There's so much, there's just so much out there. Yeah. And, and finally, can, can you give us an, uh, you know, any updates on, on current Loud House episodes or, or projects that you're we're currently working on? Um, so we're going to, um, in, I think next week we're going to record a new podcast because you, have you heard some of the podcasts that we've done as oh, well? Yeah, I, I heard the one with with all the ladies. It was it was just breathtakingly beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and then we're also doing. I think it's called Listen Out Loud. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yes. So where each character so um, kind of um, is highlighted, and so I had a Luann one teaching people how to prank. You know, um, I think uh, 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 Lola did one about gossiping. You know, I think everybody's got one. So, you know, in the next week, we're going to record another one. Um, right now, we're on a little bit of a break. And then you heard that the Casa Grandes got picked up. Yes. Well, yes. So that's, that's a big deal. Um, but they're also going to take some of our episodes of season four. So they're going to... Um, they're going to have like a story arc in season four. So um, we haven't started recording that yet. Um, but And then I think that there's going to be some new episodes this month um, in front of the Kids' Choice uh, Sports Awards. I don't know if I said that, sports. Yeah, yeah. I think there's going to be a new uh, Loud House episode premiering. Um, and we have a musical one coming up, but I don't know when that one is. And I'm excited about that one. So those, the, I think that's the, yeah. Well, thank you for 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 taking the time off to do this. That means a lot. Oh, you're welcome, Abdullah. You're very welcome. Thank you for watching and supporting the show. You know, uh, I, I tell the fans, it's you know, I try to to interact with them. I don't sometimes I don't see everything, and sometimes I may not comment on everything. But I try to like you know, Loud House related stuff, and 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 we appreciate all the fans. Um, you know, we wouldn't be here without you, and. You know, it and like the fans, I think this is a pretty special show. So I'm kind of a fan of the show myself. So uh, thank you. Thank you for watching and thank you for appreciating what we're doing because um, it means a lot to us. So thanks for listening and we'll see you all later. Say bye, Chris oh, Christina. Bye. Thanks for listening.